This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And a crackdown on non-essential travel was announced last week. Justin Trudeau let us know that um, when the holiday's over now includes uh, getting swabbed and then staying in a COVID hotel for a couple nights until your test comes back. And then after that, uh, quarantining for 14 days to make sure you don't spread anything that you may have picked up abroad. Hmm. Um, uh, The whole thing could cost you more than $2,000. And if you're already on holiday... Uh, Sorry about your luck. As of yesterday, a lot of the flights have been canceled, so you may not be able to get home. Jeez. Justin Trudeau cracking down on non-essential travel. I guess after a year, they finally decided. (laughs) Swift, decisive action. uh Uh-huh. We shouldn't be traveling to places where um, different variants of the COVID vaccine, because it seems like every every place you you might want to fly to has their own now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. There's the Brazilian variant. There's the uh, the South African variant of COVID. Mm-hmm. And uh, Air Canada, WestJet, Sunwing, Air Transat have canceled air services to all Caribbean destinations and Mexico as of yesterday. Thank God we can still fly to, to Britain and get that Britain strain, though. The UK. Yeah. yeah. That, one's, that one's a popular one right now. <laughs> but uh, it's... Uh, I thought it was kind of a given that we weren't supposed to be flying and going on vacation, but as we learned through our politicians and the CEOs of hospitals over the past couple months, not everyone got that message. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it seems obvious. Like, if you can't go to another town or go to your cottage, is what people are saying, I doubt you can go to an all-inclusive resort. But the the planes were still flying, and people were complaining, saying, hey, if you got to shut this down and that down, how can people still get on a plane and go on vacation? So then Trudeau puts these uh, restrictions in place, and then people are still complaining, Mm -hmm. right? It's... uh it's the world we live in right now. It's also just interesting to see how far we've come. It was like two weeks to flatten the curve. And, you know, people kept on predicting what was going to happen and how deep we're going to go. But we're now at, now you can't go home and you're quarantined. You know, like, it's weird that now that if you do something, you're not allowed to go to your home. And the government is forcing you to stay somewhere against your will essentially even mm-hmm. though it's your fault it's just it's bizarre how slowly we got to this point and how now this seems reasonable and normal we're still trying to contact some Taz and Jim listeners who have been posting on Facebook that they're um, stuck and they may be stuck at an all-inclusive resort down in Mexico for a month now oh do not let that wristband get ripped off because <laughs> you will not be able to get back on there so after the week's over. <laughs> yeah, you need to. Does tequila? Does cheap tequila kill COVID? <laughs> uh, we'll keep trying to get in touch with them. Maybe a, a firsthand perspective on how difficult it is to get back into Canada if you uh, you did receive this news while you are already away on vacation uh, later this week on the show. Just want to say thanks to you, Jim. Um, all weekend long because of. Of your actions, people have been sending me stories about getting anally swabbed for COVID-19. Because of my actions? Yeah. You're the one who said you'd prefer no, a I butt swab to that. a nose swab. I said maybe it, it would be more comfortable. 
said, you know, it, it, I had the sinuses swabbed and it, I didn't enjoy that experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, maybe the rectal test wouldn't be as bad as the nasal swab because they have to go so far up there. You said maybe. You were you said you were looking forward to testing it out and I seeing didn't which say is better. That. No, I didn't. Uh, one story that I was sent was that <laughs> it was a demonstration of the anal swab on a dummy. I didn't realize that they made dummies that had sphincters, but apparently they do. They got this dummy bent over a table and they're they're swabbing away. I got to tell you, the swab a little girthier than I was expecting, so I may uh, I may go back to the, 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 the sinus swab. It's not just a Q-tip? Yeah, but it's a, a thicker Q-tip than <laughs> I was expecting. They make thick Q-tips? Huh. Yeah. Isn't just a toilet bowl plunger or cleaner after a while? They make Kit Kat chunky, <laughs> right? Yeah, Yeah, this is Q-tip chunky that they're using for this swab. Here's another meme that someone sent. Said, Taz, FYI, and the title is Quick COVID Rectal Test. Step one, stick a finger in your rectum. Step two, hold it up to your nose. If it smells like poo, you're negative. If there's no smell at all, you're positive for COVID-19. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the sense of smell. Yeah, yeah. I get it. There I get it. You yeah. lose your sense of smell. So there it is. There's, another, that's science. Another option for you. Jim, I guess I owe you an apology this morning. For what? I can think of seven things you haven't apologized for yet. <laughs> you know, after the show, every day we, we have a meeting and I berate you and call you things like a rat and a pig, and a chicken, uh-huh. you know, just to let you know what a terrible job you do. Yep. Because uh, I figure if I beat you down, then that'll just make you strive to do a, do a better job tomorrow, right? That's what you think. Yeah. Well, it turns out instead of chicken, I should have been calling you a coward. Instead of a rat, I should have been calling you a snitch. Instead of a snake, I should call you a jerk. What? Instead of pig, I should call you repulsive. And instead of sloth, I should just call you lazy. Because me using names of animals as derogatory slang promotes speciesism. Oh, dear. And PETA has made us all aware of that with a post on social media late last week. We're, uh, these words are insulting. We're hurting the feelings of cows by calling people cows. PETA is is urging people to use the alternate versions of those insults. You can still insult humans. Like, don't get, they're not saying be nice to people, <laughs> yeah. but just don't call them a chicken. That's true. Call them a, what are you supposed to call them instead? Coward. Coward, yeah. So you can still insult a person, but as long as the chicken's feelings are fine. It almost seems like somebody hacked into the the PETA social media accounts here, because this I I, I they I think they've got a strong argument for for a lot of what they are trying to promote and believe in, but then it's a story like this, and it's tough to take them seriously afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like they're like internet trolls that are doing the opposite. You know, because it makes people hate PETA worse and want to care less about uh, animal rights. But it brings attention to the cause because we saw this chart and we're like, what is this? And now we're talking about it on our radio show. So are they winning? No, they're not. No, they're not. I bet you more people will go out and buy a steak today just because they read this stupid article (laughs) and heard about it.
and they will they will eat more meat in spite of PETA. <laughs> Uh, maybe they won't buy more meat to eat, but they're definitely going to call more people pigs and rats. <laughs> like who? It's like it's so stupid. The animals can't hear. They don't understand you're talking about them. The the fact that this is real, it just it's it's delusional. Yeah. It's del- somebody wasted their time putting this together and thinking that it's going to help the well being of animals. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, I just picture a couple of pigs out in the barn. Be like. Abity, abity. The other day I was out on the street. Some guy thought I was a police officer. <laughs> yeah, can you believe it? He was talking to a police officer. Thought it was thought it was one of us. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, uh, but how, da- how dare he? How, uh, how, how, how dare he? I, I'm so, so, so insulted. <laughs> I am talking Jim Kelly off a ledge here. You're having some issues here, Jimbo. It's just, you know, everybody is becoming a millionaire on the internet, whether it's with GameStop stocks or Bitcoin or something. I just want a little piece of the action. And I've been like sitting in the peripheries on the sideline, you know, waiting for my moment to jump in. And a couple years ago, I was this close to buying a Bitcoin type cryptocurrency called Ripple. And I think it was like, this was two or three years ago. I remember you talking to me about this. And it was like... 18 or 0.18 cents or something like that and i was just gonna put a thousand bucks on it there's a couple steps of verification to like go on these apps to buy cryptocurrency i had sent in my license i said in i had to send in a proof of um address which i never sent in uh and i was going to going to i was going to put a thousand dollars step two out of step three yeah in terms of buying this stuff and then you just forgot about it just yeah put it on the back burner and i thought it was kind of sketchy too because like you know it was kind of all new and i didn't you know i was a little uncomfortable giving money my license and something to you know a random app and then you know i just over the weekend on sunday i saw where the ripple prices are and at one point it was like it went up a thousand percent. It went from like 0.3 cents to to like 29 cents or something. Something ridiculous. You would have made a million dollars, Jim. If I would have had a thousand dollars, at one point I could have made a million dollars if I would have sold it at the exact right time. Off a thousand dollars. I had a buddy convincing me. He's like, just invest in all the different coins, dude. Just do it. Any money you have, put it on a credit card. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I never did. Did ah. your buddy do it? Yeah, well, I haven't checked in on him, but he's got a portfolio. <laughs> I he's, haven't heard from him since, so probably. <laughs> let me let me send him a text. But he had like yeah, he's he got he's fingers. a he's a rumor now. He's got fifty million dollars in Bitcoin and Ripple. I know, and man. he's living on his own private island. He was already he was already well off. He came, he came from a wealthy family, which is why I uh, started taking advice from him, mm-hmm. and I just never followed through. So dumb. You you were having. Uh, you met with some friends online for a little catch-up session and everyone was talking and you couldn't even focus on the conversation. You were so devastated. Yeah, we were talking and I just kept on refreshing the XRP, which is what it's traded at on. It was like called XRP. I kept on just refreshing it on Google and it was like up 60%, up 75%. And I just wanted to (laughs) walk off a cliff. (laughs) You're not the only one. It's just you know, you know, I could, I could be in a way worse position. I'm lucky for where I'm at right now. It's just like once you see the opportunity, like you know, the guy who threw out all that Bitcoin accidentally in his hard drive, and it was like worth two plus million dollars. Taz. Oh, it was worth way more than that. It was like twenty four million dollars worth of Bitcoin. This guy accidentally threw out. He had it in his hand, basically. I I wasn't very close to having this money, but I I couldn't sleep last night. 
it's it's, hey, it's I, I don't know why I let it get in my head. It's I stupid. wish I bought 10 rental properties 15, 20 years ago before the market went crazy. True, true. And you can think about that all day long. But the fact is, you didn't. You can't change it. So think about the next thing. I know. It's just the Wild West right now. And like the little, littlest investment can just, you never know. Sure. And I just want to be that guy. I just want to make a million dollars in 10 minutes, Taz. Is that too much to ask? (laughs) I just want my money for nothing and my chicks for free. But, like, if if I did win that, my my life would be over. I don't know what I'd do. It'd be, I'd probably be dead within the year. So, like, it's probably. It's an awesome year, though. It's what's that? It would be an awesome year. It'd be great. (laughs) It'd be amazing. I'm just looking at this list here, Jim, that you sent over. Um, The sexiest cities in Canada. Always Mm -hmm. interested to know where. Where our our cities land on this one. Mm-hmm. A company called Pink Cherry. They're based out of Oakville. <laughs> it's quite the name. <laughs> Pink Cherry has uh, used their sales data to determine the sexiest cities. If you haven't guessed, they sell adult uh, novelties. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks, I thought it was produce, but okay. Thanks to Spice. Up. Yeah, is it a fruit company? <laughs> Spice up the, uh, the, the activities in the bedroom. Uh, number one, sexiest city in Canada. Congratulations to Calgary, Alberta. Pardon? Calgary, Alberta, sexiest city in Canada. Mm-hmm. Maybe during a stampede. There's a lot of cowgirls oh, yeah. and cowboys that come in. You know, they're all good looking. Well, you remember the one video that, uh, that went viral a couple of years ago of the the lady, I think she was out behind a dumpster or something with a couple of fellas. Oh yeah, <laughs> she that riding the bulls, if she, you will. She was riding, yeah, riding the riding the bull at the stampede, and she was uh, did not have any regrets. She went on the radio and was talking about how yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm living my life. Yeah, this is how I like to do it. <laughs> Pretty sexy. Hmm. Surrey, British Columbia, number two. Never been. Good for Surrey. Take that, Vancouver. Edmonton. I guess where it's is, cold. Yeah. No, it's cold and people need to rub a, rub together out in Alberta, yeah. right? So if this is like, you know, based on which sex toys are sold most per, you know, geographic area, this is people who need the most help. Is it not? Could be. You could look at it that way. Ottawa is number four, sexy cities. Winnipeg is number five. Again, (laughs) it's cold in Winnipeg. You got to stay warm. And okay, so we've got London, Ontario and Hamilton are are the next two on the list. Which one do you think is deemed sexier by Pink Cherry? Hmm. The hammer? I'm going to go with Hamilton. Or the tree trunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the, the hammer. The city or the hammer? The hammer just because it sounds sexy. Mm, no, London is the sixth sexiest mm. city. Hamilton, I don't know if you're low on batteries or what's going on, <laughs> but you're number seven. Got to work on that. Brampton, number eight, number nine, Halifax, and Victoria, BC, rounds out the top ten. Sorry, Toronto. This is so odd. Toronto is the tenth sexiest city. Because I would have, if I, if you would have asked me a week ago, I would have said Montreal. Yeah, Montreal sure. was twelve. Hmm. Not even close. Kitchener, fifteen. 
Waterloo, not even on the list. Waterloo. You cross that line, and it is Ugg City over in the (laughs) Tri-Cities. That's not nice. All right. Thank you for that. Stay sexy out there. London, Hamilton, (laughs) Kitchener. Looks like you're doing pretty good by yourself already. Yeah. That's the other thing. It could be people. Is it the sexiest city or the loneliest city? I think it's the loneliest. I think they're trying to sell it off like it's the sexiest, but it's definitely... A lot of people uh, use those items by themselves. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. You have the right to remain stupid! Dumb criminal. Omar Armstrong in Cincinnati, Ohio. He drives a salt truck. And on Thursday night last week, cop tried to pull him over because he was speeding and he came within inches of an officer who was writing a ticket on the side of the road. Covered the cop in salt as he whizzed past him. So the cops uh, decide to pursue Omar in his salt truck. And at one point, he raised up the bed of his truck and he dumped a load of salt on one of the police cruisers. (laughs) Raised the bed of the truck, turning salt, causing it to cover the cruiser. There was a pursuit that lasted and eventually was terminated once Springfield Township units got into the area. He did stop once he was contacted by a supervisor, alerting him that the police were trying to pull him over. But he said that he did not see any sirens or anything like that. Again, he had no intentions of causing any harm to anybody who was just working. Omar says, yeah, I didn't see the sirens. I had no idea the cops were after me. I was just dumping salt uh, because that's what I do. (laughs) Directly onto the cruiser? Right onto the cruiser. Mm. I couldn't tell if they were like chasing him and then he put the bucket up as he was still driving so that it would, you know, help him get away. But it sounds like he was just dumping a whole load on the cruiser as it was standing still. No, he would dump, he raised he would, it up while he was in motion. Okay, okay. He was driving his salt truck and he dumped salt out. I don't know what the strategy is there because you'd think it would give the, the officer better traction and he'd be <laughs> able to catch you. Yeah. Uh, but he has been caught and he's facing several charges, including reckless operation of a motor vehicle and failure to comply. You got to throw a couple thumbtacks in the, in, the, in the back there next yeah. time. Well, they do say that spilling the salt is bad luck, so there's some proof. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.